Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can find me in that. What are you looking at me like that for? What are you talking about? We're supposed to make eye contact. It's the Midday Show with Andy Barker and my son, my baby boy, Randy McMichael. When I crack open this mic. <laughs> that was the most media member thing that's ever been yeah. said. Starring Randy Montez McMichael as Randy and my firstborn son, Andrew Stephen Bunker as Andy. You can't say Randy without saying Andy. It's the Andy and Randy Midday Show. Boring answer. Just make sure you don't touch that dial, then we'll be cool. Touch it and use the fool. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning. Welcome in Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a happy hour Friday, a Falcons Friday, a Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve Friday, um, or Eve, Eve at my house because Christmas is on Sunday. Uh, And Jason Longshore is in for Randy McMichael for the next three hours. Very excited to, to hang out with Jason and discuss all things Atlanta sports. I know we'll spend some time letting Jason say some stuff about soccer in about half an hour from I, right I get now. to say some stuff about soccer yeah, here, at some point. Coming, coming up next, Jason's going to say some stuff about soccer. Nice. Uh, we'll get into what's trending in 15 minutes. Um, but good morning, Jason, man. How are you? Long time, well, not long time no see, but long time no work together yeah, on the radio. Yeah, it's been a minute, huh? We used to do this on a, what, semi-regular basis. Yeah, like sometimes when Randy would be out, you would fill in for him. Yeah. And then they went another direction. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't make these decisions. I'm just happy that you're in here today because um, it was fun when we would do it in the past. Always a fun guy to hang out with. And there's a lot to talk about. I mean, obviously we'll get into some Falcon stuff in a minute as we, we look ahead to the game on Sunday. Um <laughs> One of the uh, obvious yet seemingly not so obvious things that we uh, talked about yesterday with Joe Patrick was the season's not over. They still got three games left. I know Correct. it feels over for, for a lot of fans, but it's not over. And if they win, they have a better chance than not if they win these three games to go to the playoffs. <laughs> so, and I, I am one feeling I am one that is always a, if you can do it, do it like yeah. go to the playoffs. 100%. Like I'm not a, I don't root for my teams to lose guy. I'm not saying you're wrong. If you do that, it's up to you there. There's arguments to be made on both sides, but I, I want to see them win. And I kind of think they will on Sunday. So we'll get to that. Um, but before we do the, the big news of the morning, breaking news about 10 minutes ago, according to Brett, Brett McMurphy and a bunch of other uh, college football insiders, is that the Florida State Board of Trustees approved FSU to take legal action versus the ACC and its grant of rights, meaning the contract that it signed to keep them uh, in the ACC and assigned to their media rights in the ACC until 2036. 
they're going to they're going to work on getting out of that. It's going to be expensive, but this is the first step for Florida State to exit the ACC. It's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's a crazy process. I mean, just this whole thing about the grant of rights because no other conference has anything like this to this extent. Nope. So how did the ACC do it? The the and, thing that And why did the ACC do it? Why? Because they needed the protection. I suppose because I think they looked into the future and I saw under, what was coming. I understand why the conference might have done it. I don't know why all the schools agreed to it, especially schools like Florida State mm-hmm. and, and others that, you know, and maybe they didn't see the, the the future as clearly as they do now. I know a lot has changed over the last five years or true, so. True. But, I mean, no other conference had a contract longer than 10 years. Yeah. They signed this in 2013. It's crazy. They signed it 10 years ago, and there's still 13 years left on it. Like, it's crazy. It's totally crazy and unprecedented. Even at that time, the money that was attached to it didn't make sense to commit for that long of a period of time. So that that's the one question. The other is just the way this whole thing has played out. They don't actually have a copy of the grant of rights. The the teams don't have it. Copies are not permitted outside of the league offices. So you have to go like you're going to a library and like borrow it and then scan it and study it. I guess you can't even take pictures of it. It's like the, it's like if you want an old newspaper or something yeah. from the 40s, yeah. you've got to go to the archives. You got to go like, to the microfilm. Yeah, and, use and the microfilm yeah, machine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're doing with the grant of rights. So you're okay. paying lawyers to go operate a microfilm machine, basically. By the way, like oh. if you're one of these Florida State lawyers or ACC oh. lawyers, man, just just build a retainer. Like you Merry are, you Christmas are to you. solid. You're gonna be. This is gonna be a lot of work, a lot of billable hours over the next uh, year, months, however long it takes. Your, uh, yeah, your bonus check this year is gonna be solid. It's gonna be ridiculous because it's not just gonna be FSU and the ACC. You know, Clemson, they're gonna be looking. Oh yeah. North Carolina. Oh yeah. Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's you it's name it. So everybody, everybody's gonna be looking at what options are on the table. Big Twelve. They're going to be looking at what options are on the table for mm-hmm. them. SEC, they say they're not looking to expand, but... Yeah, I mean, you throw Florida State and Clemson at them. Why not? Especially if they might go to the Big Ten otherwise. Exactly, because they're going to go somewhere. Now, yeah. Florida State, if they don't have a partner in this, may be independent briefly. Oh, I, they'll have a partner. I, Somebody's going to join They can up. find a partner, and if you go Big Ten, that's 20 teams. Yeah. Big Ten's got 18 teams now after adding all those teams from the Pac-12. Uh, SEC is up to 16 now after adding uh, Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> this is insane. So if they add two more, then they have the same amount as the Big Ten. As those those conferences pretend they're not, you know, blank measuring against one another, but mm-hmm. they are. They are. I mean, that's what it is mm-hmm. now. It's it's the Big Ten and the and it's the SEC, and it always has been. But, but, it's, but it's, it's more business. the Big Ten and the SEC than ever. And this look, Florida State doing this is essentially USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't know that it's going to happen that fast, but when they did that, the Pac-12 died. It just was a matter of what other teams were going to do, who was going to follow them, and how they were going to go about it. This is the, this is the ACC dying, like, and it sucks, yeah. and maybe there's a way with some of, the, um, you know, some of the ideas that Chip Kelly and others have thrown out there mm-hmm. to where football could sort of defect themselves and you could keep the ACC basketball schedule and rivalries the way that, that it exists because that matters. Obviously, there's a lot, of, a lot of people – that care more about ACC basketball than care about college football. Look, can you imagine if UNC and Duke are in different conferences and don't play basketball? I, 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 I can because 
that's just what it is now. That's and, what and, it could be. And the thing that sucks about it is it would have nothing to do with basketball. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they're not taking Duke and UNC away from each other because the rivalry isn't good or people don't care about it. It's because one of them decided they could make more money in football going elsewhere, and then they would. I mean, that, that's one thing, one of the many things that I think we're wrapping our minds around in this era of whatever you want to call this um, realignment, um, college, fo- college football, just flat out flexing their muscles. Like, rivalries tradition geography all the things that we you know thought mattered in in college sports don't like all all, they're gonna go wherever they can go to try to get the most money Uh, they matter to a point they matter to to me yeah but i I think even even in general they matter to a point like usc and ucla is a good example they were gonna band together whereas i don't think unc and duke can Mm -hmm. And the biggest difference in this to me is, like, you look historically at the ACC and, and what it's been, and you do think basketball, and you think Tobacco Road, sure, and sure. and you think all that. Florida State, kind of a newer team to the conference, came in in, what, the 90s, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken? They're going to be the ones that, that cast the first stone. They're going to be the ones that break the league because this is that first step to it. I don't see how it all stays together because – when you're going to be able to get this kind of high-powered lawyer team and there's this much money on the line, there is a way out of this grant of rights. No matter how much they've kept it under lock and key mm-hmm. and in a microfilm container somewhere, there's going to be a way out of it. There's yep. going to be a way to break it. And if there's one school that wants out, then maybe Florida State has to pay $600 million to get out. But if there's 10 schools that want out, mm-hmm. then the, the math changes a little bit. The other thing to keep in mind because I know there's a lot of people listening that are Georgia Tech fans right now, is if you're not Florida State or Clemson or one of these football powerhouses that's going to be desirable by the big conferences, what are you doing to make sure that you're protected? Like, the last thing you want to do, and Georgia Tech is in Atlanta, and market matters. Geography in terms of proximity to teams you're playing doesn't matter, but the market that you play in matters. Huge. So that should... That should mean that you're not Washington State and you're not Oregon State. Yeah. But every team in the ACC right now that's not Florida State and Clemson has to be thinking to themselves, what do we do to make sure we're not Washington State and Oregon State? Because mm-hmm. when that happens and you get left out in the cold and everyone goes somewhere else, people lose their jobs. You're not a real player anymore when it comes to big-time yep. college athletics and – like, I don't think that would happen to Georgia Tech, but if I'm the athletic director over there this morning, I'm on the phone <laughs> making some phone calls. It's going to be fascinating. Trying to figure it's out what the hell happens out. next. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. It's very fascinating. I don't know. Kind of sad, too. I don't it know. is. Anytime something like this sort of happens, it, it bums me out because I like college sports the way it was when I was growing up. But things change. We'll come back. We'll get into what's trending. We'll get back into the Falcons, their matchup against the Colts coming up on Sunday. Thanks for being with us here on a happy hour Friday. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I said it on Monday. It's professional football. You, you sign up because you want to compete and you want... If, look, I, I'm... Every building, you've covered different places, right? And one thing we have in Atlanta is an unbelievable culture. And taking this job, I could not have a better mentor or boss. And it's every place I've building, I've been in different, I've been, never been in this role, but I've watched from afar. And all you try to build with any kind of leadership team, and that's all. Yeah. I mean, look, nobody wants to get fired, right? And when you, you maybe see the, um, the object in the mirror, maybe a little closer than they appear. Um, you say what it takes. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't. I don't blame Arthur Smith. He's got to do everything. Obviously, winning these football games would be the most important That's thing. That's what it's going to come but, down uh, to. But yeah, you want to spend a few minutes of your your time talking about gratitude and Arthur Blank being a this or that. Like that's. Okay. It is the holiday season. It is the holiday season, and I'm thankful again to Arthur Blank for that nice. Uh, tin of pistachios that we get every single year. My daughter loves pistachios, and uh, we just like the ones we got last year. There you so go. it liter- at my house, it literally is a year supply of pistachios from the, bl- the from the Blank Foundation, uh, and they're delicious. So I'm thankful for that. Um, I just don't remember that many monologues about that kind of stuff in Week Four. It feels a little different. It does. It, it, it? it feels a little different. And yeah. look, you know me. I'm going to bring up a, a soccer reference for you. Jose Mourinho, who is the kind of very, he's going to be very brash. He's going to be very confident in his abilities, even when his back is against the wall in those situations. You don't hear that kind of a comment out of those kind of coaches typically. And it does feel really different. And that, I don't want to say concerning. (laughs) I, I mean, but it is. Like, maybe it's just the gravity of the situation. Yeah. That has changed it, but... Yeah, that feels very different than it did earlier in the season. Yeah, no, it does. It's it's a different tone. Um, I I understand why. I do. Yeah, totally. My thing is just always, we always kind of laugh at this phrase, but it's just a modern phrase for a very traditional thought process, which is consistent, be consistent, keep the same energy. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're going to be Mr. Snarky Man about questions about this, that, or the other thing, when your team's playing well, um, people are going to ask you hard questions when you're not playing well also um and again like i i I get it here's the concerning part for me it's okay to lean on you don't want to talk about your job security i get it and that's fine like i i'm not going to criticize someone for not giving a long answer for hey do you think you're coaching for your job i'm not thinking about that he is thinking about it but he's not going to talk about it that's fine i don't blame him for that yeah i just you know be who you are when things are good be who you are when things are bad Here's the concerning part for me is that attitude shift because it, it, that's what's coming out publicly. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Nope. We don't know what's happening in the locker room. We don't know what's happening on the practice field. Is it different there? And I hope that it's not Yeah, because you can't have that shift in midseason. Well, that's one thing I asked Joe Patrick yesterday because he's up there uh, yeah. multiple days a week and in that locker room on home games and all that stuff. And I was like, look, obviously the, 
the vibe amongst the fans is very different than sure. it was week one. What is it in the locker room? It's the same. They think they're going to okay. win. They Good. think they're going to win the Good. game. Like, yeah. they, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Absolutely. They think they're going to make the playoffs. Good. That's it has good. To be that that's way. exactly. That's exactly what it should be. Here's the other thing. Like, and and hopefully that's true. Hopefully we see it on Sunday. We'll yep. get to Heineke in just a minute. Um, I can only judge teams off of what I've seen them do historically. Obviously, I, you can project what it might look like in the future, but like. Me and Abe yesterday were talking about just sort of the human nature of mm-hmm. this point of the season and and what it might do to a team. And I said, well, I, I think human nature right now is survival mode. Is to you still have a chance to get into the playoffs. You still think that you can, and that's what you do. Last year when they were eliminated, they won games. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was no quit. There was no losing of a locker room. And again, I don't. I haven't seen any of that this year either. No, neither have I. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Neither Not have I. Like, it. That's good. N- nothing has st- – now, again, like, that's about a bare minimum compliment. Like, you haven't lost the locker room. Great. Congratulations. Like, that's awesome. That's your job to not do that. Yeah. I'm not going to celebrate too much the fact that the season's not over and I'll, the players haven't quit. I'll give some credit quit. for that. I'll give credit for that. But I, I've not seen them – there's no evidence to suggest that they wouldn't go out there and and be dialed in and play. Right. Now, they might not win. <laughs> right. There's plenty of evidence, plenty of evidence to suggest things. that they might not win. Right. But the fact that, you know, the idea that they're going to be ready to go and playing hard and stuff like that, of course they are. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm we not don't always that. see that, though. That That's not other, every other time teams. in situations. Right. Teams and other sure. teams. Yeah. We haven't seen that situation come to the fore here in Atlanta with Arthur Smith's team yet. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers Ooh. quit last yeah. time out. Yeah. Yeah. They quit. That's what happened the last right. time they played. And you made an immediate change, yeah. and it was and they obvious had to it make had that to change because day, yeah. it was. They obvious. were going to make the change anyway, but they had to make it the next day because they yes. quit in that game. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. No, no, haven't seen anything like that. Here's Taylor Heineke talking about what Arthur Smith wants from him. Well, it's something that we've been striving for all year. You know, obviously, no turnovers when we get the red zone, the score. Um, but we have yet to put four quarters together where it's very clean. Um, and everyone's taking their turn, whether it's offensive line receivers, quarterback. Um, so, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, he just wants us to go out there and play with some passion. Um, obviously, play clean, smart, but go out there and fly around, have some fun. Uh, that's when you guys, That's when you play best. So that's the starting quarterback for Sunday. Um, in about half an hour in the NFL No Huddle, we'll tell you how many games this weekend are going to be played between teams that have both week one starters Ooh. at quarterback. Both teams have week one starter in how many games this weekend? We'll get there. Uh, and some other NFL news, of course, as well. <laughs> this one on Sunday, obviously, is not one of them. Because no. Gardner Minshew versus uh, Taylor Heineke, you know. It's not the marquee matchup that everyone may have. Now, I don't know if Desmond Ritter versus Anthony Richardson is either, but um, it's not the guys that started the season. Yes. Minchu's playing pretty good, though. He is. That's the thing about Minchu as a backup. He'll come in and win you some ball games. They've won five out of six. Here's my question about the Falcons on Sunday. Does the offense change? Does the identity of the offense change? I don't feel like we ever got to where what it sounded like coming into the season. Smash mouth, but some excitement with different ways to get the ball in people's hands. Mm -hmm. Three great running backs. You got tons of talent outside. Going to be smash mouth, but some creative ways to open things up. I don't think we've seen that. I don't think we've seen it consistently. And does it change this Sunday, this point in the season with a backup quarterback? I think we've seen 
pretty consistently a very conservative offensive approach. And it feels like, though, when they try to open up, it ha- it's been too gimmicky. Yeah. Like it hasn't It hasn't fit. been within the rhythm of the offense. That's it. Because the offense has only gotten into rhythm maybe like twice all year. I would say the second half against Green Bay was pretty good in week yep. two. Yep, absolutely. And then the Saints game. Like they, they ran the ball yep. in a really impressive, almost I- identity style in that game. And I can't call it their identity because they only did it once. <laughs> Last yeah. year they did it a bunch of times. That's what's frustrating. They've done it once this year, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's their identity. Um, and even when Heineke made those starts, incredibly conservative in that Arizona game. He threw 15 passes for 55 yards. Like, they basically told him, don't lose us the game. I feel like you're going to be more conservative on Sunday. You think so? I think so. I and, want, I wonder. We were talking about that yesterday. I don't know. I think I would be. Like, we've, we've seen them get more conservative with Heineke yeah. under center. I, but now, and Abe's point was, <laughs> what do you have to lose, basically? Like, the conservative, that doesn't work, The though. conservative approach. And I said, what he has to lose is his job. Yeah. <laughs> the conservative approach got you to six and eight, and the quarterback making mistakes and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it will be – if they win, I'm happy, bottom line. If yeah. they win, I'm happy. Yeah. But it will be tinged with a little bit of frustration if the offense shows the ability to open it up and just go all over the place on Sunday. Like, if, 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 if they're like – and I don't even know what that would look like because we just have not seen that I, at all no in clue. any of Arthur Smith's seasons here. No. Like, the, the high-water mark for points is 31 and that was a couple of years ago. But if they go out and score like 37 on Sunday and Heineke's just dropping dimes all over the place, I'm going to be like, awesome, great. Still alive in the season, that's fun. Where the hell was that six weeks ago when you made the change? Like, why didn't you let him do that when you put him in the ballgame? Yeah, I, I really – the two things I keep coming back to with this Falcons team this year is I don't think they've had a consistent identity on offense. Yeah, and they haven't. haven't really done what was promised coming into the year. And player development. And that's the other one is we never got to find out what Desmond Ritter would be last year. And then I think that set him behind the eight ball this year coming into it. And we've seen mistakes that, you know, maybe we would have had answers that would have happened earlier if we had known this. Yeah. And B. John Robinson. We haven't seen the development of these young, talented guys. The one we've seen lately is Drake London. Yep. That's it. We need more development of these top young talents. I agree. I totally agree. Um, we'll get back more into – some of what Arthur Smith had to say about the football game specifically in about half an hour from right now uh, in an NFL no huddle. Chris Goforth going to join us as well. Haven't talked Falcons with, uh, with Goforth in quite a while, so we'll get him in here in the noon hour. Um, let's quickly hear from Quinn Snyder talking about Trey Young and what's going on with the Hawks as they get ready for the heat tonight. I know um, from my perspective the things that he's doing, you know, getting us in the flow of the game early you know, and, and letting the game come to him. Um, is really important. And I, I think there's other things that I'm not concerned about his numbers. Um, I wasn't early in the year, and I'm not now. Uh, again, Quinn Snyder talking about Trey, and, yeah, he's, he's certainly been uh, finding his numbers, letting the game come to him. He yeah. kind of will sit back and maybe distribute a little bit more early, and then when, when maybe the, the points need to be there, they have been. He's had 30 and 10 in five straight games. That's insane. Pretty that, incredible that, record. That is insane. We, we, we've done this a lot when it comes to Trey Young over the years. Yep. He's on the verge of tying Oscar Robertson mm-hmm. for straight games with 30 and 10. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It is insane. And he's in those kinds of conversations all the time. He is. And right now he's clicking with DeJounte Murray. My question for you, though, is you've got some guys back. Feels like the health is starting to come around. 
are the Hawks turning a corner right now? I think they're I think they're getting closer to understanding what Quinn Snyder wants them to do on yeah. defense. Yeah. Uh, and I think when you get Jalen Johnson back in a week or so, whenever that is, like it was such a it was surprising to me how badly they missed him. I knew he had been playing really well. I didn't expect them to lose seven out of eight right after he got injured. Right. Um Same. but they're never going to be a great defensive team, and he's even said that. That's okay. But if they're if they're a decent defensive team, they're going to be a great offense. We yes. know when, they, when, when Trey's the the head of the snake, that offense is going to go. Um, I want to say yeah. I want to say they're. Close I think they to are. It. I think they yeah. are. I think when I you get Jalen yeah. Johnson back, you're completely turned that corner. Now I still think I still think a trade is needed. I still think you need to do something. I agree. Before the deadline to address your perimeter defensive issues. Um, but yeah, man, it. It, it's taken a little while, but it feels like feels like some of the pieces are starting to fall together a little bit. That win over the Rockets the other night was a really good win. Yes. I know they gave up 127 points, uh, well. but going on the road and beating that basketball team is a good win. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we're going to talk a little soccer. Jason Longshore is in for Randy today, so Jason's going to say a whole bunch of stuff about soccer yes. coming up next, including about a Norwegian soccer player. Yes. So, I mean, Merry Maybe Christmas. not the one you're thinking of. Merry, definitely not the <laughs> one you're thinking of, because if you're thinking of a Norwegian soccer player, you're thinking of one guy. It's not him, unfortunately. That would be pretty cool if he was coming to uh, Atlanta United. Um, but another Norwegian soccer player will be discussed coming up next. Merry Christmas to me. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, is this the second release from Harry and Lean? Is this me and Randy, or is this Boys to Men? It's Harry and Lean's Christmas special. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we're going to cover this one next, I think, because we were kind of working through our harmony in the first one. I think we should give the uh, the 1 o'clock listeners a chance to hear the 12 middays of Christmas today. Oh, boy. I have not heard this. And also Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm afraid. Very, very afraid. Yeah. We'll play it in the 1 o'clock hour today for people that... Uh, we played it at 11 o'clock a couple of times, so we'll play it later in the show. Um, about 15 minutes away from an NFL no huddle, Chris Goforth going to join us at 12:20 as well. We'll talk some Falcons football with him. Always got to get Chris's thoughts on um, some of the big stuff in college football as well. I know for a fact he'll have a, a, an interesting opinion on what's going on with Florida State yep. for sure. So we'll get some some thoughts from Chris on that. Uh, and then we'll play Sports Jeopardy in about an hour. Some picks against the spread and Sports Jeopardy. For what I understand, it is a Christmas themed edition of sports jeopardy coming up at 1240 so looking forward to that uh but jason longshore is in for randy today uh which means you know obviously jason knows about all of the teams we talk about but jason's particular area of expertise is of course soccer and this is true there's a lot going on there's a lot of things happening right now we're going to talk a lot of atlanta united but there are things happening in mls and I got a couple of other stories for you as well. Let's start with the news that just came out a little bit ago. Luis Suarez has officially signed with Inter Miami. So Miami now has Lionel Messi. Messi, yeah, he's good. Sergio Busquets, uh-huh. Jordi Alba, yep. and Luis Suarez. So, like, all the Barcelona guys. Basically, from, from like it's the reunion. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, look, Messi and Suarez are, I, I think, pretty close to best friends. Like, mm-hmm. the families hang out together, like, they're really close. Suarez got out of his contract with Gremio to be able to come to Miami. Now, he has done interviews where he's talked about his knees basically being shot. 
and talking about taking injections before games and the pain that he's dealing with in that, he still scored 26 goals and had 17 assists in Brazil last year for Grêmio. <laughs> so he's still got it a little bit. He's still got it a little bit. Or whatever they're injecting you with down there in Brazil is well, the good stuff. Well, I don't know if you can do that here. I don't know what the uh, the testing's like in, in MLS. We'll find out. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, whatever the the uh, the oil change he was getting before eh. every game, you might not, you know, because never mind. Yeah, I was, yeah, was yeah. going to go down a BBL path, but that's more of a Randy conversation. That's all right. <laughs> anyway. We're, we're also talking about it. The last time that Suarez had a biting incident, it has been almost a decade. Yeah, he's coming up on almost 10 years of not biting anyone in I, a game that I we know of. I hope that doesn't happen in MLS. I hope not, too. But if you could pick one person for him to bite, who would you want him to bite most in MLS? Anybody on the Philadelphia Union. I don't care. Take your pick. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fine with me. <laughs> I mean, you could go Orlando as well. I don't have a problem if, if he wants to bite somebody against on Orlando, but yeah. Philly's the one that I'm rooting for. Yeah, no, I'm 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 all for that. That's fine with me. I hope he doesn't do it. But yeah, it's one of those things. Can you imagine what Sports Center will be like if he bites somebody? Yeah, they might talk about MLS soccer outside uh, of Messi coming to Miami. Well, for they'll they'll take their shots like they always do. You know, that's what they do. I, I don't blame these guys though. Like, even if his knees are shot and he doesn't end up working out, like. If I can move to Miami and be on a team with my best buddy exactly. after my best days are behind me and all my money is in the bank, I'm going to do that. That sounds like a really fun time. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be okay. You're going to have a good life mm -hmm. in Miami for however long you stay mm -hmm. in Miami. And you might stay there for good. You might just move to Miami and stay in Miami. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. All right, Atlanta United, you had the MLS Super Draft this week. You drafted two goalkeepers in it, uh, both underclassmen. And we were talking about this before the show. In MLS, you can draft underclassmen. They go back to school. You keep their rights while they're in school. So you drafted two underclassmen goalkeepers, and what it does is it kind of sets your pipeline a little bit. You have three first-team goalkeepers over the age of 30. Josh Cohen signed at 31 is the youngest. You now have two college sophomores, and the one that's really fascinating to me is Jaden Hibbert, the UConn goalkeeper, who is crazy athletic. He played on the field up till about 14 years old, he told me in an interview on Atlanta Soccer Tonight. So he's got foot skills. He can play in the Atlanta United system. Do they let him use them? Yeah, I mean, he builds out of the back. Like, he's not going to go forward and score goals for us. He's not like Jorge Campos. No, no, that would be awesome. Though. Let's get one of those guys. Like, for, uh, for Atlanta United, too. Uh, <laughs> no, too no, much risk. No, too much risk. I, I can't go with that. Now, right. We're not going to do that, but... Hibbert is an exciting young prospect, and you give him some time to develop, and whether he comes in, plays for Atlanta United 2, or he stays at UConn for another year or yeah. two years, you like that pick and what he can project to. Casper Moles is the other one. He's at the University of Kentucky. Kind of same situation, more of a traditional goalkeeper, maybe not as athletic, but maybe a little more polished right now. So you see which one really comes good, and you have them ready to go in a couple of years is what you're looking Am at. Am I oversimplifying it by noticing that a lot of the stuff they've done has been at the goalkeeper position as I keep an eye on Brad Guzan and wondering whether or not his career is over? You have to. I mean, I think Brad Guzan's going to have every opportunity to be the number one. Okay. You give him that opportunity because of what he's done for this club on and off the field. He has been the guy from day one. He's worn the captain's armband for a long time. You give him that opportunity. If Josh Cohen ends up being the guy – then Josh Cohen beats him out, and and Brad Gazan's going to come in and compete for that spot. I think that's what this preseason will be really interesting. But beyond that, you're not drafting Hibbert or, or Moles to be that guy right now. Sure, they're for the future because you don't you have a little bit of a gap in your academy production. 
You had Justin Garces not work out. He had some injuries. You had Vicente Reyes go to Norwich City in England. So you have a gap with your academy goalkeepers coming up. They're not ready to get those minutes for the twos. They're not ready to push to first team yet. So you go and you use the college route to do that. That model is just interesting anyway. Like the idea Uh that you can draft an underclassman, let him go back to school. You still own his rights for however long. Yeah. And then you you can kind of decide to cash in on it a little bit later or not. Like you can also choose, you know what? It didn't work out. We went this direction, whatever. Obviously, that would never happen in other. It used to happen in basketball. You used to be allowed yeah. to do that. That's how the Celtics got Larry Bird. With yeah, that was the, crazy. With the I sixth overall pick that. in 1978. But like, yeah, imagine if you could do that in, in the NFL right now. Oh. First of all, how would you? Like, well, would you? No, right. Like, but, you have immediate needs, so you can't uh-huh. really be drafting freshmen that can't play for you for two years. They would have to put in some sort of provision where, like, you can't just use your seventh round draft pick on, like, Brock Bowers two years ago or something <laughs> like that. Like, you, you have to, if you're going to draft an underclassman in the NFL draft, you'd have to take him with one of your top three picks or something oh. to protect teams from doing the, the back end of the draft stashing and things. It would be incredibly interesting, but we, it would never happen. We need to write some rules and submit them just to, to create chaos in, in the NFL universe. Yeah. I, I like this. This idea. is a very good, like, July 13th conversation. Like yes. <laughs> when it when it's not, you know, the middle of football season and everything's going on. There's a, there's a lot of like actual things happening right now to talk about, but yeah, let's put a let's remember that one for the middle of the summer okay. when we need to come up with a conversation. Okay, apply MLS draft rules to the NFL. What would that oh, look like? Anyway, we'll, all right. We'll create all kinds Can of Can you chaos. tell me about the Norwegian guy? Please? Yes, this might be I don't know if it's going to happen before Christmas. So it's not going to be a merry Christmas for okay. you, I don't think. But there are reports in Norway. Good good Yule is what they say oh. in Norway. Good Yule. I'm going to have to pick your brain on some other Norwegian phrases. If Atlanta United signs Stian Gregerson, reports in Norway today that Atlanta has submitted a bid for him. He's with Bordeaux in the French second division, had really good success coming out of the French second division over the summer with Muyamba, with Sean De Silva, picked up some good pieces there, Jamal Tiare. He's a Norwegian international. Um, He's a good passer, which is what I looked for immediately. He's a center back who's used to being on the ball. And you think Atlanta United building out of the back. Mm-hmm. You've got to have center backs. We talked about goalkeepers as well who are good on the ball. He passes at 89% and he's passing over 50 times per game. That's a volume kind of guy. So really exciting. And now you've got him potentially coming in if that bid is accepted and, and they work out a deal. Derek Williams was picked up in the reentry draft. That's a veteran center back who can provide cover. And you're developing Noah Cobb and Efrain Morales. Pipeline is really good at center back if you go get Gregerson to be your number, your starter. I mean, all, all of the I, may, maybe I missed like the uh, official announcement of it, but like this, they've had a center back and he's pretty good. And he's out of contract and, and contract. he hasn't accepted he hasn't the deal that's been in front of him okay. all year. So the writing's kind of on the wall. I, I with think Miles Robinson. so. The fact that okay. he's visiting Cincinnati yeah. when free agency opened, that would suck. It like, does. I don't, I don't like do whatever you want. I don't, whatever. Yeah. Be- begrudge, but like if you're going to Europe, I get it. Yeah. But like going to Cincinnati. I can't imagine Why? that he doesn't chase offers in Europe. Yeah. And I think and that's going to be January. Yeah, I don't so. I wouldn't I would that's the I get it. Like that's the the dream of, of a lot of these guys. It, for a lot of these guys. It. I don't know if that's necessarily the dream for Miles. Okay. I, I don't think he's in, in that same like I don't think he grew up the same way like wanting to go to England for the, example. The dream is to go to Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know if that's the dream either. Skyline that's chili. never the dream. Nobody <laughs> has that dream. No. No, I don't think anybody does. Nobody has that dream. No. <laughs> uh, two more things on the soccer front for you. Uh, Barcelona played a friendly last night in Dallas. They played a La Liga game in Spain the day before. What? And then they're flying right back to Spain. 
And oh they God. did it for $5 million. Yeah, they did it for money, right? <laughs> yeah, because they're basically broke. Dude, why is Barcelona having to, like, whore themselves out? What's going on? Well, all those guys that we talked about earlier that are in Miami now, they <laughs> all got a them. lot of money from Barcelona back in the day. Okay. A whole sense. lot of money. All right. And Barcelona didn't sell enough other players to recoup that. Yeah. I, look, I remember a couple of years ago when Messi was getting creative with his deals with them at the yeah. end of his time there, and it was like, what? What's going on? Like, yeah, how, I, how does a how does a club that I think big, they're still paying Messi? Actually, I think he's got deferred money with I, Barcelona. Like a club, I mean, you would think that Barcelona would be printing money, you would and think. they probably are, but they're spending it faster <laughs> than they than they can print it. It's, it's, it's shocking to me when when a, a world powerhouse like that is actually broke. That's just mismanagement, right? Like, That's horrible mismanagement. Here's the last one. Speaking of mismanagement, uh, the club in the French first division, Lorient, they lost four nil to their big rivals. Okay. The Lorient Ultras, they're, they're hardcore fans, not very happy about this. So they went to the club's training ground outside the gates, and they dumped 400 kilos of, quote, rotten, smelly fish outside the training ground to protest the poor performances. I hope that doesn't become a thing in this country. Do we want rotten, smelly fish dumped out in front of training grounds? It's a pretty clear statement. I mean, there's, there's no and, ambiguity in that statement, and no. And it's, it's nonviolent, like... Yeah, that's true. I'm not. The smell might be kind of violent. I'm not. I'm not saying do it. You're kind of liking this, but it's not bad. You're gonna buy a Lorient jersey now. I feel like you know. Maybe you go fishing at Lake Lanier. It's not too far from Flowery Branch. <laughs> oh no! Use a couple trout just to let them know how you feel. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? No. Very like. Uh, remember the movie um, Grumpy Old Men? Yes. They would drop old fish in each other's cars to mess with them. It's like yeah. a very Walter Matthau style of revenge. I don't have a problem with I that. do not condone this. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into an NFL no huddle to kick off the noon hour. A lot of big-time games coming up this weekend. We'll talk a little Falcons as well, of course. Uh, Chris Gofor going to join us at 1220. We'll talk some Falcons with him. Also, uh, the Dodgers spent some more money. They spent a billion dollars on two guys this offseason, which seems fair. Uh, we'll get into all that coming up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.